Gentlemen Review. Two two T two 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 T two two T two T. Yes, is episode twenty-two of the Gentlemen Review. I see what you're doing with the twos there. Yeah, I'm clever. Yeah. I'm Desmond Tutu, <laughs> king of the world. <laughs> so, uh, what have you all been doing this week? Have you been uh, doing anything exciting? Have you been sexing it up with a lady? Um, I've been mostly at work this week, which isn't that exciting. But yes, I've been doing lots of exciting things, the nature of which I will tell you later. Marvellous. And Tom, yes. have you been uh, doing little jigs and things like that? Has it been exciting? Has it been thrilling? Has it been giving you one up the boner? Oh, yeah. I have had the most exciting week of my life. I'm absolutely delighted because you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I would have hated to have gone into this podcast with boring people. You see, problem is with boring people, they're boring. They yeah. Have we have we actually confirmed you're not boring? Well, have you had a good week this week? An exciting week? A thrilling week? I'll tell you what the I've best, done. most exciting week that anyone's ever had ever. I'll tell you what I did this week. I cleaned my oven. Oh, unbelievable. Um, and I uh, the other week had a haircut. Does that count for this week? It probably does, because it's still growing. Gee, it feels like my heart's going to explode out of my chest with oh. the excitement of it. <laughs> I forgot. I, I, I hoovered the living room as well. Wow. <laughs> oh, good lord. Oh, and I poisoned some mice. All oh, right. I'm doing I that again. Uh, compound the excitement. I'm actually getting a haircut next week. Oh, wow. my God. I had a haircut this week as well oh. on Wednesday. Perhaps we should. That's uh... why it's shorter than it was. Although I would never consider cleaning my oven. <clears throat> oh. Well, perhaps I'm not th- sure I've ever cleaned mine either. As far as I can see, and it's the same with microwaves. One of them sort of blasts radiation into a confined space, and the other heats up to usually about two hundred degrees. Both of which would kill any bacteria. Yeah. So why would I, at any point, want to clean an oven? I clean mine because every time I switched it on, the entire room filled with smoke. Yeah, I could see the point in that. You yeah. Just don't switch it on, then you knob. <laughs> well, I could not, but then I'd probably just die of starvation. I don't be able to make my lovely shepherd's pie, my posh shepherd's pie. Oh yes. I make this posh shepherd's pie this side of... Do you? What? What? Fittenden. What is so blooming well posh about your posh shepherd's pie? I use proper roast lamb in my shepherd's pie. I say it What? Not, you. not minced? No, not minced. That's not a proper fucking shepherd's hey, pie. that's then, unlike you. <laughs> hey! In fact, it is a proper shepherd's pie because oh, that was the original recipe was using cuts of lamb that were left over. That's what it was there for. It was a leftovers dish. Prove so, it. So that's you. It's on the internet somewhere on your history of shepherd's oh, yeah, pie. Oh, nothing false was ever posted on the internet. And it was written by God. Yeah, the how how am I supposed to believe on, you? On martinwolfenden.co.uk. Based on that. It was written by God and Jesus and Mohammed. It's as accurate as your and Wikipedia Buddha. entry. Wow. It's amazing. It's true in the Wikipedia entry. Rather... I did invent air. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I, it was an accident. Well, I more discovered it. Yeah. When I came out of my mum's belly. <laughs> went, oh, air! I said. And so that was my discovery. I put my name on it. It's now known as Wolfenden's air. Mm. I personally wouldn't trust any shepherd that just happened to have offcuts of sheep lying around the place. I suspect that they were doing things with my sheep that I didn't want them to. <laughs> Well, I, it, well, over and above killing and eating them. It re- I mean, rarely did it. Uh, well, it might not be part of their <clears throat> remuneration package. Mm. But the idea is, you you roast your your lamb, and if you've got any left over, you chop it up and you pop it in a shepherd's pie. That's what it's there for. It's but to I do wouldn't want them roasting my lambs. They're going to be looking after them, not eating them. Well, are you just telling me it's one of the perks of the job for your shepherd? Yeah. Well, well the kind of defra re- vets occasionally do that. The defra. Yes, it is these days. Yeah. They they occasionally roast sheep and I I, I get it off them. It's great yeah. because it's uh, there's no wool on them anymore. Yeah, 
And they're all it's crispy. Cheap, although you've got to scrub the blue dye off the, the meat, haven't you? There is that, but it's quite good because they are just like a big haggis. Mm. Uh, apart from haggis yeah. is, is some guts filled with uh, <laughs> grain and meat, whereas yeah. that is just some... Meat filled with some guts and yeah. grass. Yeah, well, you need to you need to uh, homogenise it a bit. If you get uh, get an electric whisk and shove mm. it up the sheep's bottom, yeah, and then turn it on, and then it whizzes round and sort of mushes up the inside and makes it more haggisy. Tell what, yeah. I've had a, what would be a good idea? Um, a giant, you know, a giant duck press, but for sheep. Oh yeah, you'd need quite a big one for that. Yeah, for I'd a, put whole, it, a whole sheep press. Probably hydraulic, and it could go, <laughs> and then you just. <laughs> The liquor that comes out of it, you just, mm. you just, you just, just serve, you just serve like only a bit will come out. I would imagine sheepy liquor. Well, yeah. quite, perhaps quite a lot comes out, but you probably get a fair amount out of a, but, a adult sheep. But that's no good, you see, because if you're getting all that, then it's not going to be worth very much. Because I'm going to bottle this stuff, you see, and yeah. I send it into the shops. What I would suggest is you only uh, from it for every sheep, you take only a t- the first pressing. <clears throat> Oh, right, yeah. Uh, and pop that into a bottle and sell it to shots for lots and lots of money. Ah, of course, yeah. it will mean we'll get through about, I think I did the maths, to get a reasonable operation going, about 10 million sheep a year. Yeah, well, there are lots of sheep in the world. Uh, but we need some sort of force rearing or force growing uh, cam- campaign. Or, mm. Or mm. There are more sheep currently technique. than there are rats. Oh, well, uh, we could probably uh, and they, augment they it with say anywhere and... other than London, you're never more than three feet away from a sheep. Yes, mm-hmm. it's true. But actually, if, if we've got that many rats, what we could do is, uh, for the <clears> third or fourth pressing, we could augment that with rats. We just mm. chuck them in, we'd lift the, the thing up, chuck the rats in, drop it down again. So that would be more your, your happy shopper cheap, sheep juice. That's then. it, yeah. Mm. yeah. Fourth pressing or so. <laughs> 40 pence a bottle or something like that. Yeah. Now, just, just backtracking slightly. Mm. Uh, Martin, of course, you love haggis. Have you ever done anything slightly embarrassing involving a haggis within the last seven days? Yes, I... What a ridiculous (laughs) idea. No one would do anything embarrassing involving a haggis. Okay, yes, I did. Okay, I went into the supermarket. I looked down. It was in Sainsbury's. And they do a particular brand of haggis uh, I've not seen before. They come in like a little bag. Uh, And they have three or four different varieties. They have have the Chieftain's Haggis, which are the big fuck-off haggis. Mm. Uh, And then they have uh, Ordinary Haggis. But what I didn't notice there, they had vegetarian haggis, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, the vegetarian fucking haggis, and uh, Just the very thought of it—the idea that the idea that such a thing would even exist—didn't even cross my fevered brain mm. when I put my hand down to pick up a bag of what I thought quite rightly would be a nice bit of meaty haggis. Got it home, popped it in the microwave. I should do. Put it in a bowl. This is, this is a recipe suggestion. Uh, you don't have to follow it. Pop it in a bowl, a nice um, ceramic bowl. Cover it. Um, and then heat it for about five minutes. Yeah. Take it out, chop it up, <clears throat> pop it back in the bowl again, and heat it for another five minutes. So what happened? The contact with the bowl will mean that edge, the edge of it, or where it's been in contact with the bowl, will be crispy. Ooh. And it's chewy and lovely and crispy. It's mm, gorgeous. Yummy. That sounds good. So. I, was, I was watching the um, Os Clark and James May programme mm, this yeah. week, and they, they were having haggis. No, I've not seen this. And I seem to, seem to be looking as if they were slatting whiskey all over it, which I've never tried with haggis. But no, I've yeah. slatted whiskey over myself. <laughs> well, and, and tea, as have yeah. I, accidentally. <laughs> Likewise, Bailey's, which is never a good thing. No, but no whiskey on haggis. It's, mm. it, it sounds so right. <laughs> I'm going to have to try it at some point. So, seeing as we're talking about food, is it time to move on to our uh, 
our biscuits. Our special, uh, no, our special <laughs> Tino stuff today. Oh, yeah. pass me the Tino stuff. This is fan- this is yeah, the best should, thing I've ever seen. You should introduce it being the, uh, yeah, the, found, the uh, provider. In one of Halifax's uh, many choice delicatessens. The tin of, um, I don't know, can we say the, the trade name? I think we can. Westlers. Yeah, Westlers is the company. This is a tin of sausages in lard. <laughs> this is the uh, health food for the next decade. Uh, uh, ingredients claim uh, pork, 51.5%, lard, 21%. So there we go, we have a tin, which lard is, is over one-fifth lard. If you, if you shake the tin, does it, does it then no, rattle around? Top? No, this that's the thing. best thing. It just sounds solid. Listen, podcast listeners. No sloshing around at all. That was me shaking this tin. That's fantastic. And almost to sort of um, back that up, the uh, directions state that you really should open it at the top and the bottom of the tin <laughs> so you can then run a knife around <laughs> and sort of slide out your solid stew of sausages and lard. What's the preparation instruction of that? Do you just slice it and eat it Open it can at both ends, slide yeah. a knife around the can to allow products to be removed more easily. Is it like, is it like luncheon meat? Just slice it up and it, Yeah. No, using a knife or the back of a spoon, gently push the sausages in lard in a solid block straight into a frying pan or griddle pan. <coughs> Fry on medium heat oh, until God. the sausages are golden brown, turning occasionally. Not recommended for microwave cooking. <laughs> All I can think is that a Scottish... Not, not recommended for eating. <laughs> All I can think there is a Scottish supermarket who's missing a delivery. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> it's cracking stuff. No, considering I got these the, uh, this yesterday, wasn't mm. it? I bought these. The... Uh, the best before on the base, just date November 2008. Mm. <laughs> Which makes you wonder, given given how long tin food usually lasts, mm. they must have been tinned sometime around the turn of the century. That's it, I mean, I, I do... <laughs> <laughs> but what? What can happen? Considering that the nice sussies are going to be surrounded by lard, anything getting in there yeah. is going to have a tiny little coronary before it gets anywhere That's near it. the meaty goodness. <laughs> and, and, and we all know that lard is, after all, a preservative. Yeah? As I said earlier, that's why I'd like to be preserved when I'm... Uh... And I'm dead and gone. It's, it's very good at preserving the uh, internal structure of uh, your coronary arteries. <laughs> I think you're looking forward to. You see, uh... well, isn't that what it does? It makes makes a little uh, mould to hold them in yeah. shape. By mm. the time by the time you've completely rotted away in your coffin, there's a tiny little framework <laughs> of lard deposits still there, showing where your heart once was. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, lay, lay lay in the coffin and then just get a big tub of molten lard all over the top of you. Yeah. Backwards and forwards, it's filled up to the brim. Yeah, and then tip you out and slice you. <laughs> oh, I, I believe that's how uh, Gunther von Hagen's does it. Ah, yes. Yeah, he, he calls it plastination, but it's actually lardination. <laughs> we could also do as well, uh, for the wake, this is just an idea, um, pop a wick in one end of the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, uh, quite nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. So, uh, when well, if they did that to mm. the Pope as well, they'd have something to burn to send signals up the chimney, wouldn't they? That'd be great. Good, yeah. Big, when they're picking the new one. Big George yeah. Foreman grill. Mm. <laughs> grill Pope. Shh, putting the top down. <laughs> Go on, get it down. Oh, but good. Yes. Or oh, sandwich toast or something like that. But I was actually looking when when Tom brought this in. I did, I did mm. go to the Westless site. Uh, and uh, I have a complete list here of, of all the tinned food that they do, and uh, not one of them is Westlers in lard. So I think they've probably discontinued it now, which is a pity. That should that is a museum piece, I think. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it does. Just the sheer look of it something. and the type of product it is. You would have imagined this was produced before the advent of the internet. The fact <laughs> it had a website on the back of it <laughs> impressed me immensely. Maybe they were just being very prescient. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, just back in the 60s when they tinned it. You know, someday someone is going to invent the internet, so we may as well put a web address on it. <laughs> it's that bloke there, that Berners-Lee bloke there. Yeah. That, that kid. He keeps going about mad things about it. Yeah, it was, it was Barry Berners-Lee, his <laughs> cousin that worked for Westless. <laughs> now, this is what gets me, yeah? Of, of the whole of this tin, it does claim 51.5% pork, as we've said, and only 21% lard. Now, lard, you think, was predominantly fat. <clears throat> yeah. If you actually then look at the rest of the ingredients, which are water, rusk, potato starch, salt, flavouring, stabiliser, and tie-dye, polyphosphates, polyphosphates? Polyphosphates? Uh, I know. None of that is fat. So why, when it then gives you the nutritional information per 100 grams, yeah. does it have fat at 27%? Um, That's interesting. Okay. An extra 6% of the pork <laughs> is fat as well. Well, it probably is. I'm sure you can... I'm yeah. sure... Well, I'm guessing then, rather, that your porky fat is something you can count as pork rather than just lard. Uh, yeah, I would imagine Either that. that or one is by volume and one is by mm. weight. Oh. There won't be a lot of meat in those sausages, will there? I mean, it's... Uh... Yeah. I thought I'd be mechanically recovered. And, uh... Yeah. On, on, actually, very uh, closely related to this, on a similarly boggling note, there was a, sorry, a delicatessen in uh, Huddersfield that did what they called lardo. And they did two, <laughs> two different varieties of it. And it, it was just the outer bit of the pig skin. Yeah. With, so yeah. no meat at all in it, just the fat and the rind. Yeah. And you could have it in smoked or non-smoked. So it's almost like crackling, but... Uh... It would just be the yeah, sort of yeah. white, crispy bit from bacon. Whether it was meant mm, to be cooked mm. or not, it never said. I couldn't. I didn't dare buy any. <laughs> just to be thrown at people in the street. Yeah. I just like a hunk of sliced pig fat, please. A hunk, a hunk of burning pig. Yummy. <laughs> uh, um, deaths. Sorry, I have to bring deaths up this early because okay. obviously, yeah, bring people <clears throat> down before we then push them back up. But Tony Hart. You said that to all the girls. You just toying with their emotions, aren't you? Tony Hart sadly died. <laughs> Yes, yeah. it did. I can't remember whether uh, Ricardo Montalban had died before the previous podcast. No, no, it's, that's all since. Let's see what happens when we're off air. And Patrick McGoon as well. Yeah. Yes. It's just dropping like flies, and it's, it's, it's a very, very poor thing. But I, I'd noticed um, an amusing thing, because they had a little clip montage on the BBC's website about Tony Hart. Yeah, yeah. How, I remember it throughout the 80s, and I started watching it with Take Heart, and then it was Heartbeat, and then they moved on to another, which I think was, was Smart, which was then... Mm developed itself and yet it was always the same show it was always the same things happening <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah and they obviously just every five years would think oh, God, we need to call it something different but <laughs> it works so we'll keep doing exactly yeah. the same mm. things unlike <clears throat> now where shows like Doctor Who and, and Top Gear mm. who, which in the past have existed in previous incarnations yeah. now they're keeping exactly the same name but changing the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. This is obviously the way the BBC's decided you should take it forward. Oh, yeah, n- never Some sort of yin and yang thing. So somewhere in the future, there will be a, a Last of the Summer Wine, which which bears no resemblance to the current one. <laughs> it will be filmed in Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> but just, obviously, you know, the, the name works, so let's go with it. This will be Alan's fucking bell that directs it as well. <laughs> but what I, want to, I want a job with the Daily Mail, so I'm going to suggest that is the curse of TV art programmes. Ah, because she had that spate bloke dangling uh, the other year, hanged himself, and now Tony Hart's dead. So that yeah. is, in newspaper terms, a curse. That's a curse. Isn't and there it? was yeah. that guy, that guy who did art programs on the BBC and ITV. Yeah, 
I can't remember his name, but he had a bad skin condition about five years ago. So there you go. Oh. That's another one. <laughs> oh, was oh, that? Oh, the uh, Scouse bloke. Possibly. Don't expect any more from it than that. <laughs> I just didn't prepare this bit. <laughs> his name might yeah. come to me as we go along. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a, a. We should have some sad music at this point, but I'm not prepared in any way, so I'm just going to go. Do the gallery tune. How did that go? It went. Um, and look at this lovely picture here. It's shit. Ding, 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 ding. Look, I really like what she's done there with the charcoals and spunk. There. Ding, 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 ding. Anyway, I'd like to stop us here because of the big yes. story of the week. This is uh, bigger than Watergate. This is bigger than uh, Camilla Gate. This is bigger than uh, My Gate. The quartet that played for Barack Obama's inauguration yeah. of musicians mm -hmm. was pre-recorded and they mined it. What? Now, I, I'm no expert on American law, but surely that invalidates his whole presidency. He's a man who uh, even had trouble... Being sworn in, yeah, that was an amazing thing. It's it, probably the guilt, the, the guilt of just, it, the just guilt that. Was, yeah. It says here that this is not another <clears throat> Milli Vanilli, which I'm glad because I would have hated to see all those <laughs> middle-aged men in in lycra. Yeah, I mean, the, all that Milli Vanilla were there for was for me to look at and wank over. They did uh, either the They're day. Not um, mine. No, well, one of them killed himself, but that wasn't for that reason. Mm. Either the day after or. Two days after the initial inauguration, they did redo that yeah, bit yeah. Um, where he was sworn in, just so no one could say it wasn't done properly. <laughs> yes. But, you know, considering that they fucked that up and they had the, the quartet miming it, he was supposedly coming in on a sort of, you know, fresh new, <laughs> yeah. I'm an honest guy kind of... It's, <laughs> it's worth a sham. He's it's, uh, bugging it's, it up from the very start. It's like a BBC and, scandal all over again. Unless they've redone the string quartet as well. <laughs> they've just got them into the Oval Office in five minutes to play something for real. <laughs> Just so no one can question it. I love the very quick shuffling off of, of uh, Bush, though. Just to, <laughs> get him out of the way. Right. Into the van. But, uh, um, we were saying at the time, though, weren't we? We were watching it uh, in our individual chateaus <laughs> yes. and uh, texting each other. Yeah. And I was saying, what sh really, it's so sort of big and overblown. There's something really nice about the way it happens in, in Britain, where you <laughs> yeah. have, like, one day you have the election, and the day after, if the person's lost, the fucking <laughs> removal vans are there before <laughs> yeah. dawn. Yeah. <laughs> and getting that stuff, stuff out in boxes. <laughs> right, go on, sling you up. <laughs> Next guy in by ten in the morning. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought it, when the BBC stopped broadcasting it, that was the end of it. But then I switched over to CNN, and of course CNN, it's, it was going on for the, the rest of the day. Um, and I suddenly realised why, and it was all became quite familiar after watching. I thought, hmm. this is ringing a bell. Why is this so familiar? It's a fucking coronation, isn't it? That's all it is. Uh... It's exactly the same as a British coronation. You get them cor coronated. There's a bit of a dinner. There's a long procession through the streets, and then they finally take take their throne away. Hmm. Coronated. Uh, coronated. It's a new word I've invented. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is secretly then they are obviously jealous at us mm. for having a queen or king. Yes. As appropriate. It did strike me though that it would be fun just to really labour the point if uh, Obama spent his entire time in office with one hand <clears throat> tied behind his back still doing a better job. <laughs> Just yeah. to really hammer the point home. <laughs> I think, well, I think he should prove himself a proper president and the next time something explodes he should take to the golf course Yeah. Uh, give, deliver a piece to camera and then take a golf swing, just like his predecessor, because I think that's, frankly, what this world deserves. <laughs> Do you think, yeah? I think so. Yeah. 
But of course, it wasn't his fault that uh, the swearing in really, because I, 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 we're not watching the swearing in. I thought is this something weird here because the guys came out and said, uh, uh, "Do you promise to exercise your bloody blah blah, blah blah to be president for the United States?" <clears throat> and I thought that doesn't sound right. And of course, obviously, Barack in his head heard that and started reading it back and thought, "Hang on a minute, I'm mm. not taking any chances here. I'm going to stop." But the problem is, then we had a scene which was akin to Boris Johnson. And Hugh Grant off of four weddings, trying to get through a door, <laughs> <laughs> opposite each other. Go, um, oh, um, oh, uh, oh, oh, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> which, uh, which, which really instead of what they should have done, they just stopped and started again. Mm. They could have ended it back together anyway. So yeah. put it this way: if they would, if they'd have <clears> wanted to make that last for an entire day, they would have still broadcast it. They're not going to yeah. tell the fucking president when to stop. Yeah. There was that lovely look though that he gave, that Obama gave the guy. That sort of, in a brief glance, said, "Do yeah. you want to say that again?" Yeah, properly. <laughs> Fantastic. So that's uh, that's the first scandal in the uh, Obama presidency. Excellent. Now the other, uh, one Going of the other major stories since the last time, of course, uh, another American one was this uh, absolutely fantastic story of this plane landing on the Hudson River, oh, yeah. which made yeah. an entire world looking at the, their television screens, like when it was. Realise that absolutely no one yeah. was killed. Turn mm. away and go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are a bit tragic, aren't they? It was a, it was a delightful thing because um, somebody said to me that they were feeling really proud and didn't know why this captain. And I quite like this captain. He, he's obviously old, moneyed American. He just it mm. kind of almost sounded like he should be talking like that. Yeah, that's sort a of weird New England sort of way. Um, but yeah, just just got the plane down. Big mustache. That's what you need in a pilot. Big yeah, mustache. And you know, you know, he was getting it off all the stewardesses that yeah. evening as yeah. well. Yeah. Saying that he was big conkers deep for the next, well, until he's dead, really. Pretty much, yeah. That's it. He'd only have to sort of bat his eye. I bet he was anyway. He's a good-looking bloke, kind of an older bloke, but still, yeah. you know, the sort of bloke who would have walked into a cocktail bar, maybe still in his uniform, st- <laughs> stood at the mm. uh, bar and sat there, uh, ordered a uh, daiquiri or a smoothie or whatever cocktail he particularly liked, yeah, yeah. and uh, turned to the lady next to him, who was probably up for it anyway. That's why she's in the cocktail bar. She's not a woman who's uh, got any <laughs> real morals. Yeah, uh, that's why women go to places like that. Tubs, <laughs> cocktail yeah. bars, shops. Turned to her and went, uh, I'm the bloke who saved all those people. Yeah. Uh, probably in an American accent, though. <clears throat> yes. Oh, come on, though. To be fair, he was trying to save himself. I mean, yeah. the rest of them were just supplementary. Like, yeah, yeah, but still, yeah. all he needs to do is get a copy of the passenger list off the airline mm. and just, at any point, just pick one of them at random, ring them up and say, hello, I'm that pilot, you know, <laughs> off of the time when you didn't die yeah. when we crashed. Did you just slide off your chair? Yes. Oh, God. Now, I know here's, it's, here's I know my it's address. Not, uh, be round in an hour. I know it's not written, but I think... If Get you, it wet. If you consider it, you'll realise that you owe me your daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we're talking about disasters, uh, just segueing in there. Uh, the story this week, which which makes me proud to be British. Mm. Well, makes me proud that my grandparents were British, or my great-grandparents, because it was more of their time. Uh, but the reason quite so many Britons died on the Titanic was because they were more polite Aww. than the Americans. They stood up and politely queued <laughs> for, for even the last lifeboat as the, thing was, as the water was lapping around their feet. They insisted on queuing. And I just want to know what the conversation was that if somebody pushed in, yeah. if there was a kind of little lots bit of, of disapproving <laughs> looks and tuts. lots of tuts. Yeah. Honestly, you know. stand still, Reginald. Don't make a scene. Yeah, <laughs> but you no. <know. laughs> this is the last thing we're going to do. We're going to do it politely. <laughs> I love that. 
But yes, uh, more, more British passengers died on the Titanic because they queued polite for lifeboats. Researchers believe a behavioural economist says data suggesting... What the hell's a behavioural economist? Says mm. that uh, data suggests Britons in that era were more inclined to be gentlemanly. What, even women? Yeah, well, apparently. Yeah. Uh, while Americans were more... They all had big waxy moustaches, even the women. That's it. They waxed their pubic hair and, and drew it up full length of their torso and wrapped it round their nose or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Americans were more likely to be individualistic, apparently. Is is individualistic a euphemism for rude? Cunt. I think, think, I think that's uh, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's a euphemism for cunt. The Americans <laughs> are more likely to well, shoot you in the face and steal your children, really. Yes. Now, so as an example of how far this country's plummeted then, and just so we can get the, the sort of other news stories out of the way, <laughs> I, I couldn't resist getting the thing about the uh, the kid um, filmed smoking, this three-year-old, which really is depressing. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, this three-year-old kid could just get a cigarette out of a package and it's got and light up. Really, it should be a pipe. <laughs> yes, that would be good. I want to see more children with pipes. Have some class. Um, but rather than just sort of sneer at squatters, uh, it was, the thing that made me print this out was uh, this, this friend of uh, this woman uh, mm. who'd uh, she found the kid smoking underneath his bed, mm. um, smoking uh, one uh, when she was looking at him, and she said it looks like he'd been smoking for many years. Yes, he's only fucking three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got you got to be proud of him if he's got uh, he's got yellow teeth, a slight mm. slight wheeze in his. <laughs> Really good. leathery skin, <laughs> Mama. But, oh. um, this this may well also be Give the last word um, that we have on on the uh, Shannon Matthews mm. case. But uh, the mother was uh, sentenced this week. Yep. And did you did you hear this uh, uh, one of the comments by the judge? Uh, no. He was mentioning the the pre sentence reports, which I think he used in his summing up. Uh, but this pre sentence report commented uh, that neither defendant in this case seem to have the cognitive ability to devise and orchestrate such an elaborate offence with any degree of likelihood of success. <laughs> this was this was a polite way of saying that they suspected other people were involved but couldn't prove it. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, either that or just saying it's no wonder it went wrong because you're both such a pair of thick twats. In fact, I think it should have been the f- first judge ever to stand, or well, sit, uh, on the bench and go... <laughs> and then maybe do the wrist thing, you know, the <laughs> slapping wrist. <laughs> yeah, I think he probably should have done. Yeah, I suppose it's people complaining that she didn't get enough of a sentence, but I think really living the rest of her life as her is probably going to be punishment enough, isn't yeah. it? Really? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think that she's too stupid to realise yeah. well, that that's a bad thing. <clears throat> I think what they're saying is that she's not uh, clever enough to say enough of a sentence. <laughs> but they, they were suggesting that uh, she'll have a, you know, she'll already have a hard time. She's getting she's in isolation in prison because of yeah. the grief she's getting from the other inmates. And this guy was saying, "Look, she, she's not Myra Hindley. No, <laughs> she's not is, Rose uh, West. It is, it is, <laughs> she's yes. just she's just a bit of a scrutter that did something greedy and stupid." But well, I was I was thinking about that it. last night. I was thinking if you ever wanted to make a television uh, <sighs> feature out of this, a little film out of it. You could, it would be d- impossible to do it. Seriously, you couldn't make it into a drama. It'd it would be, be impossible. Comedy. It'd be impossible to do it without Kathy s- Burke playing. You could do a good sitcom of it, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, it. Just cutting between her and yeah. her. Oh, where am I going? I'm staying in the bed. All right. 
Or yes. even better, the sort of magical adventures of Shannon. Every time you can have have it sort of bookended each week. Like at the beginning, Mum bundles her into the drawer in the bed and closes it, and she it suddenly brightens up and she's in a magical fantasy land. And then at the end of the episode, she'd sort of wave goodbye to all her magic friends, and the drawer would open and her mum would drag her out again. Yeah, you mean you mean a rather yeah. perverse version of uh, Jamie the Magic Talk? Yeah, 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 that kind of thing. Yeah, oh, fantastic. I think that would be dead good. Well, animated we should, adventures we in should Scrapland. <laughs> well, well, um, well, we've got Lisa. She can animate. We could uh, make yeah. a <laughs> decent stab at it. <laughs> Shannon, the bed girl. <laughs> she goes into drawers at night. Her mother fills yeah, her with have the same sort of voice over the drawer closing. And I'm going, night, night, Sharon. <laughs> Shannon, rather. Oh. Hello, I'm any, Sharon. Uh, yeah. What are the best rhymes? Yeah, well, it would probably easier if we did make it Sharon, because then there wouldn't be quite so much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We could always claim it wasn't her if they could ask oh, yeah. about it. <laughs> 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 no one no would ever see the link. It's a different character <laughs> getting shut in a drawer in a bed. Hello, I'm week. Sharon, and these are all my friends. <laughs> Sharon Mayhew. Sharon's world. Uh, yeah, it'd be fantastic. I think we should uh, do that immediately. I'm, I'm going to uh, yeah. send that off to. Uh, I don't know, Channel 5. Channel, I was just about to say Channel 5. Will do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, uh, I'm, uh, now, Tom, have you finished your tea there, Tom? Coffee? Vinegar mustard? Yes, I've finished my coffee. Uh, well, I'm going to bring out uh, today's mystery booze. Ooh. Uh, because we were trying to remember the name of this, actually, last week. Do you remember oh, when really? I was talking about the uh, white cider that we used to drink? And I couldn't remember what the hell the make was. Right. I knew it wasn't White Lightning because I was always warned off that. Yeah. So it was well, something else. That and the fact that as a recognisable brand, it would cost far more than you were prepared to spend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they used, they used to do this particular one in three-litre bottles. Uh, but the, uh, they're only doing a two-litre now. So I'm going to produce a, a, a glass for us all. Um, can we have one each? We can indeed. Excellent. Uh, what I'm going to do, no though... expense spared. ...is while we're uh, doing that, we've, we've, there's, a, there's a song this week... Ooh. Wow, it's just like the old days. It is, and uh, this has uh, been written especially for Tom. And uh, it comes in rather suddenly because uh, the, the the machine that uh, was used to record it, well, the uh, the piece of software wasn't very good, and it didn't <coughs> yeah, to so- the software wasn't yeah. very good. Yeah, it was that. Yeah. So uh, while that's coming on, I'll uh, go and get the booze. The gentlemen's reviews, marvelous musical interlude. Let me take your hat and coat. There's a fellow who I'd like you to meet. The talk of all I wrote. There's a friend of almost every man, whether big or small or gnome. And with a plate of lovely fruity cheese, he'll make you feel at home. Fruity cheese. Fruity cheese, Mr. Stringfellow and his fruity cheese. It's famous from Bridge End to the Mystic East. We just can't get enough of his fruity cheese. He likes the orange one for tea and the plum at supper time. But his favourite nibble of the lot is orange and green lime. Stringfellow and his fruity cheese It's famous from the east end to the mystic east We just can't get enough of his fruity cheese Alas, with the credit crunch and bust His factory done closed down 
Now all that's left of his fruity cheese is a piece of quince and ground. Fruity cheese, fruity cheese, Mr. Stringfellow and his fruity cheese. It's famous from EastEnders, the Bistic East. We just can't get enough of his fruity cheese. Yeah, that's right. Can't get enough of that fruity cheese. Goes right in my mouth. Makes me feel good. Yeah? Fruity cheese, fruity cheese. Mr. Stringfellow and his fruity cheese. Yeah? Do you enjoy that? Take care. Goodbye. Fruity, fruity cheese. <laughs> Welcome back. Did you enjoy that? That was very, very good. Yes, I like that. Especially yeah, yeah. the bit right at the end. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> you love yourself, you do. Oh, you should have seen Tom while it was on the Graham surprised he's got any teeth left with the amount he was <laughs> grinding them throughout that. I did like the gratuitous use of the word gnome to get a rhyme <laughs> near the oh, beginning. Yeah. Yeah. That, that took me, do you know how long that took me to create? 26 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Using the, yeah, spent I would, some, I would some time have, on it. Then I would never have guessed. <laughs> I just assumed you'd have done it ad lib. I used um, Microsoft Songsmith, which is a new. You can download it for free and use it for six hours. And the idea is you're singing to it, and it automatically creates a tune around your singing and uh, puts instrument. Problem is, obviously, because I, I can't really sing in tune. No, uh, really? I, I, I was I was singing, and it came out with the most monged, dreadful <laughs> music. It was like. What the fuck's that? Ah! So eventually, I just thought if I do it half William Shatner, mm. and then occasionally had to sing a little note at the end so that it would start to keep going yeah. and make a tune. You should, you should have done it in a Rex Harrison style. <laughs> fruity, fruity cheese. Fruity cheese. So go on, put me out of my misery. What particular brand of kidney dissolving? Vitriol are we supping at the moment? I just think I forgot to bring so, it. After all that, you didn't even look at what it was called. I, I do know, but I thought I'd just produce the bottle. Okay. Because ah. yeah, that's he's easier than telling us. off into the kitchen now, and he's come back. Here we go. Oh, it's. It is diamond white. Diamond it is white. Diamond white. Ah. If you remember, if you remember these bottles scattered around <laughs> various living room floors. Yeah. Uh, that was a spare. Most of the stuff we used to drink. There was there was some other stuff as well, but. That was our kind of secondary fallback stuff. Lovely. Uh, of course, the, the inspiration for the funny. footballer's song, the Hoddle and Waddle song of the 80s. Ah. What is that? Is, is, uh, that was what it named off? Ah. There you go. It's actually Diamond Lights, I think. But that's, yeah. I, I, didn't, but, I, I didn't know enough about that to be able to respond. Yeah, I, I, thought, <laughs> I, I thought I might be uh, pissing into the wind somewhat, teeing that one up, but there we go. I knew nothing about that at all. It's usually Tom who comes up with football facts that uh, mm. kind of stump us all. Well, yeah, I don't think... I'd, uh, football facts? Rubbishy 80s mm. football, football songs are far enough away from football for oh. me to actually pay attention to. Come I'll on, give you one that, that I read the other day. Give us a football fact, Tom. Except in my usual fact. way, because it's football and it's supposedly a subject I know about, mm. I'm going to be like only 50-50 on the facts. I right. think it was Portsmouth. Oh, right. And I think Portsmouth, in, in 1860-odd or whenever the club was founded, their first goalkeeper was Arthur Conan Doyle. Really? Like, I think that is true. The, the, the Arthur, Arthur Conan Doyle. Doyle. That's um, quite amazing. A bit of a goalkeeper now. I did not know that. If our listener knows any better, please, uh, can you write in and tell us? 
Oh yeah, correct me. Yeah, but uh, I think that's okay. As of ne- as of the next podcast, there's going to be you'll be able to contact us by Skype. But, yeah, you texted me about this. But yeah. I, I, what I didn't, Skype? didn't get around to it's VIP this internet phone software, and uh, <laughs> going to make me any more aware. <laughs> is that so? What we're going to do is we'll be setting up. Uh, can't do it this week because I I didn't get my brain into gear enough to be able to set it up. But um, by next week, it'll be it'll be set up so you'll be able to talk to us as we're recording. So I'll, I'll, whenever we're recording. Uh, and it'll go up on uh, Facebook, MySpace, uh, and the website, uh, and just say, you know, give us a call, talk about anything, call us a cunt if you want. Uh, <coughs> call me, call, call Martin, a cunt, not me. <clears throat> now Andrea wants you to call him cunt. He gets off on it. Shh. Oh yeah, please call me a cunt. <laughs> yeah, it's just what I want you to do. Talk to me, dirty bitch. That is not true. <laughs> Actually, that very last bit, possibly, but. He does say that to uh, homeless people on the streets. They love it. Yeah, let's call me cunt. Mm. Well, that's to oh, make him feel you that. Yeah. Oh, breathe on me, breathe on me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, can, can I lick some of that that spittle from the side of your Is this Is this face? actually going to stay in the podcast, or are you going to trim this out for some pre-bedtime listening <laughs> for you on your own? Well, or talking myself into some sort of homeless man-based <laughs> yes. frenzy. Yeah. Probably not, no. I hmm. find that unlikely. <clears throat> we do have another guest here with us today. It's called Dill the Dog. Yes, again. it's Dill the official gentleman's review dog, who yeah. is currently curled up next to me. Yeah. With his head on my lap. I was thinking the other day, um, what would be quite nice if we could all go back in time, where, where would you go? And uh, yeah. uh, And this is, a, I'm not necessarily throwing this out as a question, but it just a I have a point. stock answer for that. That's good. Okay, uh, well, um, if I could go back in time, I would go back to 1970s uh, America, mm-hmm. maybe near, near California. I'd have a, uh, a suit with the biggest bell bottoms you can ever imagine, big moustache, uh, you know, uh, sideburns, yeah. a big sort of afro hair, uh-huh. uh, and I would look like the coolest dude in town. <laughs> I'd also be a policeman with a gun. I hate to spoil yeah. this for you, but if you did just go back to 1970s yeah. America, you wouldn't automatically have all of that you'd have to still grow them <clears throat> well you might might do but i think that might be a you don't just go back in time and well, get the facial okay, hair well, and the hairstyle well, that that's, period. that's that's how it works do you not know anything about time travel i would probably have yeah, to i've watched lots and lots of doctor who and their hairstyles never fucking change yeah we'll see tell me that they do go on that's look just, me in the eye and tell that's me that's just fiction you idiot <laughs> we're talking real life now you did it for oh, real right, real Ch- time travel Ch- God. Okay, I have no evidence that in real life you wouldn't get new facial hair and hairstyle there if we, you went back there in time. We go. But Stephen Hawking reckons you wouldn't. Yeah, that's, but I, I saw not. Ashes to Ashes and he got new clothes and everything. Yeah. 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 I am quite non-literally speechless. I'll answer that. I can't, can I? Yeah. I just, he's just won his argument <clears throat> resoundingly. Well, you tell. She, she uh, turned up naked. Like uh, in Terminator. Mm. Did you? No. No. I'm going to say. <laughs> I saw the episode. I'm sure I would have remembered. So the very fact that you haven't burnt through that bit of your DVD for overwatching <laughs> demonstrates that that wasn't the case. I was surprised the other day when I, did I, I don't know if I mentioned this on a podcast before. I might have done when I was playing uh, the Lara Croft Tomb Raider game, and uh, I went and had a look at the credits on the uh, the game and. Uh, and it was Keely Halls doing the voice for Lara Croft. Yeah. Might have talked about that before. If I have, I'm, have, I'm sorry. Might have done, but realistically, 
neither us nor any of the listeners will have paid enough attention to the previous podcast no, to know for sure. I do, so. Yeah, I, I kind of worry about uh, repeating myself, but then again, I think we, we tend to get quite a lot of new listeners yeah. every week. If we don't notice, no one else will. We, we must get a general rubbing off of listeners um, as we go along. Do you want to hear my headline of the on. week? Go on, yeah. headline of the last two weeks. It's one of those headlines that can only be, ever be better than the story. Yeah. Um, and it is from the Metro. Lost dog man in keylock melty ice car plunge nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I wow. like. I like that. That's good. That is fantastic. <laughs> I didn't even print out the story. <laughs> <laughs> just just, never we could just make one up round yeah. it. Don't worry about it. Um, I know what it was. I yeah. can tell you. <laughs> yeah. I notice on the front of the bottle of Diamond White, it has got the warning, drink cold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is just to make sure you can't taste it properly. Exactly. Uh, um, it's it's seven point five percent, two liters in, in a bottle. Mm. Where, wherever you can get the uh, the big bottles, I don't know whether you can still get those. But so I used to get them from the Seven Eleven uh, in Kings Cross, Halifax. So uh, get yourself over there; might still do it. The thing is, though, when Diamond White in the late eighties, early nineties was originally launched, it was a very small bottle. Drink to be purchased in yeah. bars, yes, at a reasonable expense as well. Mm, I mean, yeah. I don't think they were mind. pitching it for the baby sham order. Who used to drink it? Cos he considered it to be a bit posh because <laughs> he, he always liked his cider. Yeah, and this was like a white cider, which was a new concept, mm, mm. and he he thought it posher than your normal ciders, and it was a bit stronger. <laughs> so he used to drink well, that. Well, to be fair, it, it was uh, it was three pounds fifty for two liters uh, when I went to buy. It, uh, the Jesus, day. blimey, get you um, buying it from the wrong like place, the queen mate. or something. <laughs> and uh, but which which was uh, the, the uh, alternatives were uh, the white label cider um, <laughs> that was done by Sainsbury's, and there was a big bo- <clears throat> bottle, a three liter bottle, but that was only four percent. It's pointless. Ah, you see, you want your, your B&M bargains or your yeah. quick save. That's that's where you're going to get that at a reasonable price. You're going to struggle uh, through something that revolting. It might as well get to, you there. I used to go to uh, Home Bargains, of course, but that's <clears> closed <throat> down. So, uh, yeah, it's now a pound drop. Has Home Bargains gone? Yeah, the one in Halifax has. I, think. Oh, I don't know whether no, the one, that's a shame. one at Pelham Lane's still there. Oh, Catering for a national <laughs> audience. <laughs> yep. The Gentleman's Review Podcast. So, you know, we're balancing it out for all these London-based ones that oh. just rattle on about what's going on in London. Yeah, yeah I went on the Tube last mm. night and then I had... Uh, oh, I went up the West End yeah. in Oxford Street. Everything happens in London. I was in the incredibly cheap discount shop that replaced Home Bargain in Halifax This is the state we're getting to. There is a hierarchy development. I noticed that they had some... For a pound, they had some sort of multi-programmable 15-in-1 remote controls. Which I thought, blimey. I could actually just <laughs> com- condense my three remotes into <laughs> one. <laughs> so I, I look at looking further into this. I noticed that there wasn't actually, amongst the different buttons for yeah. like auxiliary and video and TV and everything else, yeah. nowhere was there a DVD. <laughs> <laughs> That's how old these things were. I had to then check just to see if the type of battery they took was still in production. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. a phono. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. It's wireless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like one of those. those oh. Has it got, has it got a, a few buttons for remote control twiddling the cat's whiskers? <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the prime minister. <laughs> Sounds angry. Oh, great stuff. <laughs> oh, that's what you need. I was thinking, um, just just as a kind of way to keep our our listeners happy. Yeah. 
uh, and uh, to, to reward those people who have befriended us on MySpace and on Facebook. Mm. Is uh, this the bit where we get our kiss off? This is the bit where we get our... Ki- no. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sit there, I'm going to read out <clears throat> to all those lovely people a list of their names, uh, just to shame them, really, into the fact that they've become our friends. Uh, and I've got them here in a big list. <clears throat> uh, if I can find them under the pile of Wessler's hot dog stuff. Mm. Uh, and I'll uh, just go through. I'll do it, go through it quite quickly because I've got to get through two sheets of these things. And my eyesight's uh, getting worse with this. Can you just pick five at random? Could do, but it's going to be like because this is going to be a regular feature. <clears throat> so if you if you befriend us, uh, then we'll read your name out. I bet you're almost you know, wanking yourself stupid just thinking about yeah. it, aren't you? Girls. Here we go. Okay. Our current friends on MySpace are Robin Ince, Benjamin J. Walker, Chris Hoyle, Charlie Brooker, Dr. Bob Choco, Frank Sidebottom, Emma Kennedy, Comedy Jesus, Space Boy, Breakout Productions and Management, Paradise Lost, Tony Rudd, Flight of the Concords, Skins, The Official Manchester Comedy Forum, Martin Wolfenden, whoever he is, The Huddersfield Laughed Aloud, uh, MySpace Comedy UK, the Cotton Stones Comedy Club, Millie Dollar, Galadriel 1010, David O'Doherty, The Pleasants, Gordon Rogue, Dave Thompson, Idiots of Ants, The Gentleman's Supper Club, mm-mm, that sounds S- nice. Sue Perkins, Chiquinta Benita, and Miles Jupp, and the Bath Comedy Festival. Hey. And on Facebook, the current members of our group are David Sutton, Karen Kristelovich, Andrew Wilson, <laughs> uh, Duncan Greaves, <laughs> Paul Matthew Smith, Becky Taylor, Paul Nicholson, Alan M. Greaves, Lisa Goddard, Madeline Young, it goes on, it goes on, and Paul Wolfenden, Tom Stringfellow, <laughs> Richard Sunderland, Louise Buckley, Rick Titley, Kerry Strange, James <clears throat> Gray, Jenny Crick, Liz Titley, and Andrew Stevenson. Oh, we're still going. No, we're not. That's it. Well, thank you very much, all you people, for being our friend. And yes, thank uh, you all. anybody yeah. else who wants to uh, join, you. we'll read you out next time. There Ooh. we go. Oh, I feel much better now. Have you got that out of your system? We now? have. We had to be a big readout first, you see, get everybody out of the way, and then all the new people can come in, mm-hmm. one or two people at a time, you see. That's good. Mm-hmm. But it's a nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. Oh. I was chatting to somebody at work about this, mm. saying, what are you doing on the weekend? And mm. I said, oh, well, I'm going to be doing this recording tomorrow, yeah. this podcast. Yeah. And rather than actually listen to what I was then telling her, she said, oh, yeah, do you put stuff on, like, YouTube? My friend of mine had this thing on YouTube and proceeded to tell me about this incredibly <laughs> non-funny incident yeah. of this person slipping in some mud, right, which had okay. then been posted, and from from the way she went on about it was the funniest thing she'd encountered in her entire life. So does, does posting stuff like that on YouTube just imply that it was so shit that even uh, You've Been Framed wouldn't have it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm not even going to try and get any money for this. I'm just going to give it yeah. to I, 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 I wouldn't even bother. Uh, <laughs> you slipped in some mud. It was obviously a cable there pulling you over. <laughs> and an airbag. <laughs> Is that how they do it? Have they got that advanced? They have, yes. On these things now, then? it's all. They've actually started using CGI technology. Wow. It's amazing how many times you see somebody kind of just about to trip and suddenly it turns into Hellboy and it falls on his face. Yeah. Oh, I was watching Hellboy 2 the other night. Fantastic little film. I rather like that, yes. Yeah. It was very good. It, uh, it was a bit choppy near the end, but um, yeah, still still worth watching and mm. uh, still good. 
And somebody was saying it was kind of uh, Benicio del Toro's almost uh, sequel to um, Pan's Labyrinth. And I was hoping not, because Pan's Labyrinth is the most miserable film I've ever watched. <laughs> God, it was depressing. It was good, though. It was good, it wasn't but the happiest fucking film miserable. In the world, but yeah, it did the whole. I quite like the idea that someone could think a film called Hellboy 2 is a sequel to Pan's <laughs> Labyrinth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think they should have done that. I think it should have only Spanish. Hmm. Seems a little strange to me, but you know, I don't know much about you film. Certainly, you could certainly see it design-wise. But, mm. Yeah, but uh, no, it I, was a lot happier. Yes, a happier and more fun rather yeah. than that miserable. I was. I, I'm, I'm really. If I ever see Benicio del Toro, I'm going to first of all kiss him on both cheeks, saying, "Good man, you're a brilliant filmmaker." Then punch him for making Pan's Labyrinth and making me sob until my eyes fell out. It was good, though. It was good, but it's depressing, and I, I wanted to have it on my magic box, and I've not watched it yet. <laughs> Uh, but I heard good things about it. <clears throat> it is good. It's. Uh, I can't reveal anything about it and spoil your fun. But yes, it is. Uh, Does it have, is it anything like the film Labyrinth? That's what I thought it was going to be. And how there's, disappointed there's, was I? <laughs> there's Unless not much in the way of Muppets and all David Bowie. Voiced by Frank Oz in there, then. Yeah. <laughs> David Bowie in uh, the tight enough Very trousers. tight trousers, yeah. <laughs> you can tell what his religion was. <laughs> I wonder how many religions he's had. These Hollywood types have loads of religions, don't they? They seem to just skip through them every day. Today I'm feeling like I'm going to be Kabbalah. Hmm. What is Kabbalah? Does anybody know? It's, it's, is it's, it based on another religion or is it somebody who's invented it? Judaism, I think, but is mental. Yeah. But still... What, more mental than fucking Judaism? Well, more mental, <laughs> yeah, more mental than any religion is inherently anyway, yeah. Which, let, let's clarify that it's, we are not dissing Judaism alone here. Well, no, we are no more than every other religion. dissing every ever. other religion. Yeah. We're quite happy to take the piss out of every religion. So I'll say <laughs> Catholics, you're cunts. Uh, Muslims, hello. <laughs> we love you. Oh, nice, nice guys. <laughs> that's, that's nice, uh, guys. Um... <laughs> Yes, so uh, my but, brother, my brother sort of uh, dabbles with Buddhism. Yeah, and God, he's he's tedious. Oh, <laughs> he tends to be texts that say things like peace and love on them. Yeah, the, that's the, nice. For some reason, that there's he's yeah, being nice yeah. to you. He's part nice, part sickening, isn't it? I, t- I tend to find wow. that people who, who dabble in Buddhism, apart from your monks in where they come from, like your kick-ass monks, yeah, that are all, do all like kung yeah. fu and stuff. Yeah. Most of the people who kind <laughs> of do Buddhism over here. They've at some point dabbled with some sort of substance. What's what's your difference between your Buddhists and your Krishnas? They're cunts. They're, they are. That's not a difference, is it? That's that's what they've got in common. <laughs> no, no, I think your Buddhists are all right. They Krishnas are, are cunts. <laughs> are oh, do, you, do you remember? Did you ever go uh, into town? I don't think this is uh, countrywide, but um, they used to wander up to you. Did these 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 fuckers and. Uh, which which particular fuckers? I think they were Krishnas, and they would yeah. sell you. They would stick a sticker on you that says "says Garanga be happy." Yeah. Even when I didn't want to be, and and the amount of times I ended up. How fucking dare they! <laughs> How dare they interrupt your misery <laughs> yeah. by wishing you were happy? I enjoy my misery. <laughs> Hateful little people. I pay for my misery. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, they they kind of come up to you, and they, I ended up buying something of them. Would you like to buy this small bottle, this small bag of nuts they bought from the pet shop round the corner? Probably it's some sort of lucky thing if they give you a bag of nuts, and, uh, and then of course, are you then... sure you're not confusing them with gypsies? <laughs> no, no, look ahead there. Although we'll tell you, I will give a story about a gypsy in, in London in a second about it. Okay. Um, but no, then they come up to you with, with, but then they move up. When they see you again, they then sell you a book, 
And of course, at one point when I was earning a reasonable amount of money, I used to, I used to uh, just open my wallet and just chuck a tenner at them and just say, fuck off, you know, just leave me alone. I wouldn't say that, of course, because I'm far too nice a man, but I would just kind of shoo them <laughs> away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then they would give me a book, which was something about this, this cult leader who was going to make everybody happy and, and you know, uh, everything was going to be fantastic. Uh, and then invited me to come to their little gaff, and I said, "Is there any beer there?" They said, "No." Uh, so I told them to fuck off. But see, if you'd have stuck around, mm. you'd have heard him say, "No, we've only got vodka or gin and tonic." <laughs> but no, you were so quick to tell him to fuck off. Well, yeah, that's just me. I'm just, I'm, you know, knee-jerk reactionary. There's one one redeeming feature of uh, my brother is whichever religious creed he's he dabbled with, mm, he's yeah. never actually stopped it. He, it's ne- sorry, he's never let it stop him either <laughs> eating meat, drinking, or shagging. <laughs> He's a good man. Your yeah. So you know, he, he, oh, okay. he, he likes to think there's a spiritual world there yeah, somewhere, but uh, he, he knows what he likes. Yeah. Yes, that's quite good. right too. I know something to uh, diss anybody who believes in any kind of religion. Okay, yes, I am. Although I did the one way he uh, was uh, installing the virtues of spiritualism with me, uh, where as part of his argument was claiming that uh, spiritualism is real because there's proof for it, whereas science, <laughs> where, whereas science is just people's opinions. <laughs> oh, I sort of just gave up arguing and started drinking more. Because <laughs> you can't really go any no. further, can you? The, the, uh, the, there's a sort of limitations there. <laughs> but if anybody came... The only time anybody's ever mentioned spiritualism to me was when they had their hands around my throat. Really? Yeah. Wow. yeah so that's so, quite... Well, they, well, it <laughs> sort of pu- pushing you through the uh, the veil. But towards, I'm not a ghost. Go towards the light. No, <laughs> <laughs> I can feel his pain. Well, they were preemptively exercising you. <laughs> yes, exercising me from life. Yeah, which would be quite good. Yeah, probably uh, Derek Corr in the other end. Go, Derek. We've got this terrible manifestation. <laughs> I can't get rid of it. <laughs> oh, he's up me. He's in me. <laughs> The nearest I've ever come to a spiritualist experience was when I got incredibly hammered with a friend of ours who then started talking to his father, oh. who had died many years previously. Uh, I, well, I think I know the man you mean. And he, <laughs> he, I had a similar experience with him where he was talking to God, um, <laughs> which, which looked to me like a light bulb, but I wasn't going to argue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> One has to be impressed that some yeah. people can get that drunk. <laughs> Oh, I think I was uh, probably about as drunk as him at the time. <laughs> I, I was re- trying to get there. I seem to remember I burst into tears at one point. <laughs> it just wasn't working being as drunk as I was. To the point where I was I burst into oh, I, I, Yes, I burst into tears after he slapped me around the head right. for dissing God. <laughs> <laughs> by, by dissing God, <laughs> yeah. you mean pointing out that it was just a light? Yes, I think that's pretty much what I said. You blasphemer. It was, it was slap, bang. Oh, it's just a light. It bent me glasses. Hell, I used to go to hell, boy. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, those, those are fun nights. It, it was kind yeah. of. I really should. We should really just write those down and, and submit them as some sort of afternoon play. <laughs> <laughs> no one I mean, would. We could get yeah. a monologue out of it. Yeah. Was it the last podcast when when you were uh, having a go at Tom Cruise for doing this this new film that has been released this week? Probably. I think I've done it quite. So and well. just sort of keeping his American accent while surrounded by all these other actors yeah, that are really, yeah. really good mm. and usually British. Yeah. Mm. Um, but he, he was on uh, Jonathan Ross last night and I didn't watch it, but I noticed that even today, like after he's done his three months off, mm. uh, the Metro website had this poll where they were saying, you know, was was this all completely overblown at the time and, mm. and he's sort of like served his sentence, blah, 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 or 
was it completely outrageous and he should have been sacked? <laughs> and even now, the majority of people were still voting to say that he should still have been sacked. See, it's like I've always said, this is why, that is a perfect example of yeah. why people should never be allowed to vote about exactly. anything ever. Well, let's put it this way. People if it, can't be trusted. Yeah. No. I'll put it this way. All those people, the first time they make any fucking mistake at work, should be fired. Yeah. Because, you know, that, you know, because they made a mistake. If that's what, if that's what they think's uh, yeah. good for someone else, then there they should... Uh... Shouldn't be no oral written warnings, just straight out of the door. You said oral. <laughs> Democracy yeah. just does not work. No. I mean, when, you, know, when, when you actually had the point where about only 50 people decided who was the government of this country, mm. yep. that is when we had a fucking empire. Exactly. Yeah. We ruled and the entire globe. Now, now look at us. Now look at the situation we're in. This is where universal suffrage has got us. What, this living room? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, it irks yeah. me. It irks me that people are so stupid they can't take a reasoned view of light entertainment, mm. but yet they're still allowed partially to determine what government governs my country. Well, I've always said that, that you should have to sit an exam to be given the right to vote. If you're coming from outside the UK and uh, you want to stay here, you want to become a citizen, they're giving you various citizenship tests now, aren't they? You've got to sit an exam. So I think we should just give that test to... Anybody who wants to sit and vote. Somebody who, you know, at the moment that you... They would say on the test, if a man on the radio says something and you don't hear him, did it make a noise? No. Um, did, if a man on the radio says something and you didn't hear it um, and then somebody else mentioned it to you, would you complain about it? Yeah. And if they say yes, they're mm. e- immediately dismissed from voting for life. Yes. Yeah. And they should have question, question 10. Have you ever been a part of a purportedly humorous podcast yes. which instantly gets you the vote that's it I think Tom's bored now he's, he's rearranging his uh, 10,000 votes yeah <laughs> yeah he's, he seems to have made a black and white version a black and white inverse version of the Scottish flag yes on the yeah. arm of his chair so yeah I thought we'll, we'll go, I'm trying to get up to Edinburgh this year for the second week in August uh, maybe do a podcast on up there quite good that would be good we prove we can do it out and about uh, when we did the uh, Christmas one uh, mm. so yeah there we go Mm-hmm. Uh, has anybody got any twats of the week they want to think about? I quite often think about twats, but have you uh, got one, Andy? Uh, oh, no, you judge I, them, don't I you? don't need to have one. <laughs> has, have, you, have you not been listening to any of the anything we've done over the past twenty-two fortnights? Well, I think we should just go for a twat mm-hmm. of the week. Do you? Let's let's go for twat of the week. Yes. Yes, it's back, back, back. It's time for Twat of the Week. Who's going to go first? Anyone volunteering, or shall I just pick one of you at random? I think you should pick one of us at random, to be quite honest. Meeny, meeny, meeny. Let's, let's, let's toss my phone. Here we go. Ooh, and it's screen side up, which is Martin. Right, OK, my um, Twat of the Week is the uh, the Chief Justice guy who was swearing in Barack Obama, because the fact is, if he hadn't <laughs> have forgotten those words, those words, they only had to remember, I think, about four lines of words. He didn't even have to remember. He could have read them off a card. He could have read them off his penis. I don't care. But it's in the Constitution of the United States of America. He should know them. It's part of his job to know them. So I say to you, Bob Jenkinson, or whatever the fuck you were called, get your word right next time, or I'm coming to America, I'm going to do you. 
So that's my twat of the week. Right, can I just clarify, by do, do you mean beat up or up the bum? I'm going to do him with guns. Oh, right, okay. And by doing with <laughs> guns, do you mean shoot or up the bum? Up the bum. Oh, fair enough. So, Tom. <laughs> yes. Who's your twat of the week? I have a multiple twat of the week. Yes. Um, admittedly, motivated more or less by my gonads. But I was reading today mm-hmm. that after the victory for Ulrika Johnson yep. in the Celebrity Big Brother, which I haven't watched any of at all, Yeah. but when I saw the, the list a few weeks ago as who was going to be in the house, I thought, oh, well, I hope she wins, because I've always had a soft spot. Well, not necessarily soft, but yeah. I've always <laughs> had a fondness for Ulrika. Yeah. And yet, even when she'd won, by popular vote, there were people in the crowd booing her repeatedly. Oh, well, And I would like to vote all well, of them twats, because I think she's lovely. Right, I, I, hating to agree with my, uh, my uh, opposition here, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's quite a twatsy thing to do. Yeah. Knowing her, you know, as we all do, from shooting stars and other fun things. Yeah. In the, in that Frankly, show, that show anyone who doesn't like her yeah. has to be a twat. Mm. Thus resteth my case. Well, wise words there, Tom. Uh, I think we can all uh, we can all agree to a certain extent on that. So I'll give that a bit of thought, and we'll come back in a minute. But don't bring me back in too soon, because I haven't thought of anything funny to say when the music's finished shit, yet. Shit, shit, um, Anyway, so <laughs> here we are then. Um, right, well, I've given it a bit of thought, um, as, is, uh, as is my job in this bit of the show. And I, I think much as the, the people who booed Ulrika were phenomenally twatty, there's no one deb- doubting that. I think just for the high-profile nature of his fuck-up, it has to be your Chief Justice chappy in America at the inauguration. Top, top twat. Hi, who? Uh, uh, Mr. Graves, Dad. Sorry. One of the other things I noticed whilst watching that inauguration was it, it, it struck me before, but there's a, a severe difference <laughs> in <laughs> Martin. Obviously, so thought you saying? needed some backing music there. Yeah. I would have gone with it, but it wouldn't really match what I was trying to say. I don't know, I think some nice gentle strings playing underneath a, a filth-ridden stream of invective would be quite good. Uh, if only that's what I had planned, though. Um, now, you, you've got, obviously, um, a connection between money and, and power in America. And so a lot of the people that, that were showing at this uh, ceremony... Yeah. Um, were the rich, rich yes. and powerful, the ones in <clears throat> politics, and it's showing the difference that you, between those and this, the ones in this country. People in this country, particularly you know politicians, whether they're in the Commons or the yeah. Lords or the aristocracy, they've either been moneyed and powerful for so long that they've sort of relaxed into it, yeah. mm. or they're very new to it, and, and they still look sort of like this shabby and don't quite fit. <clears throat> but there was a lot of people it was showing 
who were obviously very well groomed, very well tailored, yeah. usually blokes and sort of, um, mm. you know, late middle age. Mm. And they just scared me. Just looking at them, <laughs> that you could see that they were pure fucking evil. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they, powerful. They exuded power, didn't they? Was it, In a was way that way. I've never seen anyone in this country do. <laughs> no, um, we, we, the more powerful people in this country, the more sort of like shabby they become. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, kind of quaint English custom. That was, yeah, that was the oddest thing I saw during mm. that entire ceremony. Yeah. yeah. I think the weirdest thing, of course, poor Ted Kennedy having a seizure because he's got this brain tumour. Um, we, we can't poor Ted Kennedy because he's a Democrat. If it had been a Republican, we'd be going, ha 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 there's only one <clears throat> foot in, one divide. Um, and uh, then afterwards, on on CNN, they have they have this little lunch, which apparently has been the tradition now since 1981. Mm. You know, we're mm. entrenched in in American um, political uh, custom. Yes, that's, that's a, an incredibly old tradition by American standards, <laughs> all the way back to 81. <clears throat> great, great grasping the hearts and singing the national anthem, just thinking about it. Um, and in that, I thought I saw Judy Dench. I sat at a table, wow. and I was so, and I was watching it on B. I was watching it on CNN, so I wasn't watching it on the BBC HD, where I've been watching the uh, inauguration in case there'd been a, an assassination, and his brains had spread out. I wanted to see that in HD, you know, I wanted to get my money's worth out we, of the telly. Were you doing something suitably embarrassing at the time as well? So if anyone said, <laughs> "What were you doing when it happened?" You could say, "Well, actually, funnily enough, <laughs> I was having sex with an oven ready chicken." Yeah. yeah, I was pushing the giblets back in. <laughs> I actually refuse to believe they were showing it as live. I bet they were buffering it in case he took a bullet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon it's all Hugh Edwards that had popped up and went, Oh, it's a terrible, terrible thing. <laughs> now here's some pictures of some kittens. He's not Indian, is he? He is. <laughs> I'd never noticed that. Um, but yeah, so I watched that. I saw Judy Dench. And then I, re- then I realised, of course, it can't be Judy Dench because the woman was wearing sunglasses indoors. And no English person would be that no. vulgar. No. No, it would be just uh, against all things. Quaker, so, of course. Do we get to find out who it was? Or <laughs> was that no, I, I have no idea. It just kind of trailed <laughs> up there. That's it. I saw someone on telly That's and so then realised it wasn't who it wasn't I first thought else. it was. Kind of ran away with me then. I, don't, yeah. I didn't really sort of on have any... And it would have been ludicrous if it had been. <laughs> I don't know, it quite good. Uh, be fuck me, Martin. Anecdotes <laughs> are just... Popping forth from yeah, your when, when, this week. When I, when I you gain, are quite the rack on sir, today, when, aren't you? When I'm too old to work, I'm going to be doing after dinner speaking. That'll yeah. be uh, my uh, primary uh, story, I thought. Yeah. Well, you want, want to clear the place sharpish. Yeah, I, I was going to tell you a story about it's coming up to 11. We want to get rid. Put Martin on. You know. <laughs> Do you remember what I was talking about earlier when I said I'd tell you about something and I can't remember what it was now? Nope. No, that's okay. <laughs> I remember it, Drew. You see, I, if, if, if I don't say it now. I'll, I'll be listening back and t- to edit, do it, the edict. Yeah. Um, and I'll say, oh, I should have said that. I said I was going to tell him a story about that. Well, you can always record it. I never You'll did. Chop in some bits of us going, ha 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 ha, every now and then. And <laughs> it, record it, ne- it yourself and it never, just drop it in in the middle. It never works because it always ends up me sounding, saying, uh, oh, here's that story I was going to tell you. And then all of a sudden it goes, here's that story I'm going to tell you. Well, funny enough, over in. <laughs> and it just, it just doesn't match. It yeah. just kind of goes a bit wrong. <clears throat> Well, that's your fault for not being able to speak exactly the same more than <laughs> once on the track. Oh, I well, that, that and occasionally bringing in, by the sounds of it, the Lucky Charms <laughs> leprechaun to read out your anecdotes for you. <laughs> I, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> it's seamless. Ah, uh, lovely stuff. 
So do you think it's time that we uh, we gave up now and uh, let people go about their normal business, go to work, have a poo, that sort of thing? I think we're just about time, aren't we? I think, and I've really enjoyed this week, so uh, befriend us on MySpace and yes. Facebook. Uh, go to www.thegentlemansreview.com if you want to say hello to us or anything like that. Uh, we'll, I'll be getting some sort of instant messaging thing coming up soon anyway, uh, just so that we can chat. Uh, but from all of us here... Uh, the Gentleman's Review. Have a good fortnight, and we'll see you in two weeks. Uh, so, wait. Bye bye. That was the Gentleman's Review podcast presented by Andrew Wilson, Martin Wolfenberg, Tom Stringfellow. It was produced by the legs of Lady Macbeth. For more information about this podcast, go to www.thegentlemansreview.com. Gentleman's